0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Hi, everybody! Welcome aboard and uh, to Pegasus Night Radio. Well, we call it Pegasus Night, but you know it's all over the board. We ever do everything, and uh, some days, you know, technology and how it always changes. I'm so glad to be back on uh, with you live today, and I'm going to have a very special guest. Um, let me go ahead and do a little homework here. Uh, so one of the things I think that is important, you know, it's Yule season. Last night we did, uh, we've, done, we've done the pagan Site Radio. Uh, so, so many exciting things have happened. So so I'm back on the trip. I'm going to go right, right at the, probably between the, the Yule season and the new year, I'll be doing all of the different videos and audios I did on the road. And I've had some amazing adventures. But let's go ahead and jump right into the show, I don't how, uh, uh, and that is today. One of the very first things I did, I met Marissa D Aradia, probably butchered that a little bit, and she is the coordinator and kind of of uh, Sin City is out of Las Vegas. Now let me tell you, I had a, a fantastic at that time in uh, Las Vegas, and I learned a great deal about how a lot of things work. As you know, I've been doing a lot of work in the metaverse and hyper reality and all of that. And I have a lot to say about Vegas. Vegas is probably one of the highlights of it. As you know, I went to San Jose. I went to a number of places. They're all really wonderful places. Vegas blew my mind. And in there, I was able to meet uh, Marissa. Hi, and let's bring her on there. Hi, Marissa. Marissa. Hi,
0: Ed. How are you? It's nice Good. to be on today.
1: It is. And, and, um, Good. Uh, so let's go ahead and start it. So the thing that really wanted me to get this one it is that you've done a fantastic you do a lot of things like we talked about Sin city witches why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about Sin city witches and yourself well let's do Sin city witches first
0: okay so Sin city witches is uh, an organization that is out of las vegas obviously that was born out of a need in my opinion when i got here to have people feeling more comfortable with the word witch and to be able to connect, because Vegas, it's very, very difficult in Las Vegas to kind of meet people uh, in, a, in an average setting. But then you add into it the, you know, the word witchcraft and witches and pagans, and it gets people get scared. They get nervous. So when I got here, I was really surprised at the lack of, like, warm, open communities where people can kind of get to know each other, network make friends, you know, share ideas. So it's not really a religious organization in any way, like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Pagan Pride or something. It's anybody who identifies as a witch. And we're really proud of the fact that we welcome everybody, no matter what your experience level is, no matter what cultural backgrounds you're from, no matter what your uh, sexual orientation is, no matter what your gender identity is. We welcome everybody. And we give everybody a place where they can kind of come into contact with people from different, you know, different levels of experience and different traditions and have them be able to share their information and bring them together in social settings so people can make friends with people who are like-minded. So that's, you know, that's what the group is about. We do have, a you know, a few educational activities we've got a book club we do lots of fun social events we just had witchmas over at the velveteen rabbit which was a really good time and i did do the sound soiree at the artisan in october which was fabulous fantastic fun event so that's i mean that's basically it it's just about bringing the community together and giving people a safe place to kind of explore their witchiness you know, and explore their inner magic and to figure out where they belong in that broad spectrum of witchcraft in Las Vegas, right? When we point people in the right directions, there are some religious groups and some more structured groups that do, you know, they do their own thing. They do rituals. They, you know, they they do training. There's a Wiccan group that does training. So we kind of like try to help people connect with the groups that would appeal more to where their spiritual path is. That's about it.
1: So, wow. So so, let's get your comic book story, your origin story. How did you get involved with all of this? I mean, were you, you know, did, did you just suddenly become magical one day, or is there a, a story there?
0: No. no absolutely. Don't we all have a story? I think everybody's got, you know, you know how they came into this path. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a place called Tuckahoe, New York, and I uh, lived with my great aunt, Coletta, and my uncle, Dewey. Yes, those are real names, <laughs> and we lived, you know, very close to the border of, of Yonkers, New York. I know people probably have heard of Yonkers, and I lived in this house that was about 100 years old, and um, very Italian family, you know, and uh, and during my time growing up, you know, my aunt Corletta did astrology. Now I was Catholic, so what they didn't consider themselves witches. I didn't have some hereditary line of witchcraft or anything like that but it was not like a forbidden thing, you know, like astrology. She had some tarot cards around and I was always fascinated like a lot of people with that kind of mysterious world. And plus the fact I was very tuned in psychically, which I didn't realize at that time, you know, when you're a kid, you don't you think everybody can, you know, see and feel the things that you can, you don't realize. Um, So, you know, as I grew up and I was a very, good little catholic girl i went to catholic school i loved god you know Um, i was very involved i went to catholic school for eight years and as i started getting older i really felt like there was something missing because i could feel the movement of energy i could feel these things and i'm like why isn't this being addressed you know and around the time of my confirmation i had uh, another aunt who was involved with a lot of new age stuff And uh, 12 or 13, it was around my confirmation, I remember, so I guess around 13. Um, And she had been doing a lot of, like, channeling and, you know, I guess mediumship, which I didn't realize. You know, when you're a kid, you don't realize at that time what that's all about. You know, you, you don't, you're not thinking about, you know, this is my favorite aunt. She, You know, she was wonderful. And she would tell me this, you know, these things. And then she would give me, like, objects to hold. And she'd say to me, what do you get? You know what do you get and and I'm like I don't know what that means and she's like whatever's coming through to you just say it so this isn't like a training like a you know a traditional training in any way but it definitely helped me realize when I realized what was going on that these and en- these objects had energy and that I was able to pick up things and I was accurately able to do that a lot of times um, it really it triggered my mind so as I got older and older. Um, you know, when I when I hit my late teens, I started really looking into what witchcraft was and magic and uh, different types of magical practices. And back then, there wasn't the internet, right? I mean, we didn't have that easy accessibility to information. And when I had moved out in my early twenties, I had a neighbor, a friend of mine, uh, Lauren, who I'm still friends with, and um, and she was also interested in these kinds of things. And we would go down to this Botanica in the Bronx on West, uh, Webster Avenue and we'd pick up books and candles and, you know, we're trying to figure it out. And, you know, back then witchcraft was pretty secretive and most of it was just initiatory unless you were dealing with like new age type practices. I mean, you remember that, right, Ed? It, was, it wasn't the same. The internet changed everything. So, you know, we'd go pick up books and try to figure it out. Yes. It changed everything as far as information wise. Um, I mean, for good or for bad, I guess you know, and uh, and I started from there, and I really integrated a lot of, you know, I started reading tarot cards, I started really exploring spirituality, and then there was the Wicca explosion, you know, that happened uh, during the 90s, and, you know, I didn't really honestly consider myself a witch until a, I, I did my dedication in 1999, and it was a self-dedication. I'm not an initiate of any tradition. This was a lot of folk magic, self-education, but, you know, I'm a Virgo. I'm diligent. I, when I tell you research, 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 and I absolutely, you know, I dug deep, and I still do. I, I'm still learning so much. Um, and then that brought me to um, where I, was, I had a website. Uh, back in the uh, late 90s, I had launched a website. And, uh, you know, at first I was not very tech savvy, and I was using something called FrontPage. Do you remember those days at I Microsoft FrontPage to build? Yeah, to build websites. And I had a website that. Do you really? Uh, I, like, I did. You know what? I'm really into the the content management systems now. Um, I love WordPress, honestly, for you know for just about anything. It's so much easier than manually, especially if you got a website with thousands of pages in it when you were manually doing HTML pages, I mean, you know, it was a lot harder. So, it, you know, it was harder to make it look nice. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going on. Um, yeah, so I had launched that website, and uh, and I started doing readings online and started really exploring. I remember the AOL chat rooms, and I'd go in there trying to find information, you know, about witchcraft and trying like, to find real witches. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't easy. And what was real information and what was, you know, what was going to help me evolve to the place I wanted to be. And, wow. uh, what, you know, once I launched the website, I ended up, um, I opened a store in upstate New York. And, um, and I really yeah. dug deep after that. Wow. The thing and that, that really changed, yeah. The thing that really changed my life the most, though, is in 2012, I had suffered, a, you know, I was very successful in business. I had suffered a massive heart attack. Um, I've got two stints in my heart. I was only 41 years old, very unexpected. I was not unhealthy in any way before that. So it was, it was a real eye-opener to me. And at that time, I kind of, you know, shut down and realized there was something missing from my spirituality and from my life. And that, you know, that focus on the material thing, had kind of outweighed my spirituality in some way. And, and that was a real problem for me. So uh, in 2014, we decided I was going, we were going to move to Las Vegas, and, I'm going to, and I was going to really dedicate myself to something different. I wasn't sure what that something different was. And at that time, I had come here, and I, I didn't feel welcomed by the community. This is nothing against anybody who was in Vegas prior to 2015 or the community that was here. I just didn't feel welcome as a witch. And it was very unusual for me to have people who didn't embrace the word witch that were, like, almost afraid of it. Like, a lot of people, like, didn't want to use that word. They were shamans. I I didn't understand it, you know. And that's where Sin City Witches was born. And I really dedicated myself at that point to the community uh, in lieu of those financial pursuits that I had been really, hyper-focused on for more time than I care to think about. And, uh, you know, I've come to a place where there's got to be a balance between, you know, the material and spiritual. But at that time, I was just full steam ahead, like I'm diving into that spirituality and I want to share it. So that's what I did. And that's my story. Sorry, Ed, I know you're trying to say something, but if I lose my train no, of thought, no, it, it, it. I'm not gonna I'm not going to catch up. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no. It's easy. not going to catch uh, it again. I'm, it's not about me. The shows are never about me. I am just a I am just a fortunate catalyst to get people to tell us their stories. And you did a very good job. Well, that's a lot a lot out there. Let me deconstruct a little bit of that for you because I want to get on to talking about where you're at today. But it right. must have been but it must have been very difficult to find yourself in a place as you talk about. And you're not alone in this. I think a lot of people, at entering in from communities, they're a little bit more used to it. Uh, more used to having a witch group. I'm from Chicago, and so we've always had kind of a witch group, and they were really hesitant. One of my first events in 1992, I had the same thing happen to me. I used the word pagan. It was going to be a pagan art show and a crystal show. And I was told I shouldn't use the word pagan. It wasn't as successful as, as some people would have liked, but I did my best, and people came. But he said, you shouldn't use the word pagan. You shouldn't use it publicly. You shouldn't use it. People were afraid. And so I'm very used to the idea of being into that space, but it's very difficult when you're the person out of the closet when most people aren't. So that's very interesting.
2: You know, and
1: I felt very interested in Vegas. I thought Vegas would be like one of the most liberal places in the world because they have the gambling and everything else. And oh my God, it was like really people were very conservative when it came to talking about magic, even fantasy. I mean, there's not a lot of – everybody says, oh, it's from Disneyland, but it is not the fantasy realm. You don't have in Vegas – you don't have like witches and fairies or even Disney characters or cartoon characters anywhere on the strip. They're not there. It's literally Americana at its best, and um, and I can see that. It was very difficult for the idea of people who are not used to it, that the people there are really fairly conservative against that background. So that must have been really tough to have gone through that shock a little bit.
0: It, it, was, it was to me because I felt like almost like am I supposed to be ashamed of the fact that, you know, that I'm a witch? It had taken me so long to come to a place where I was comfortable with that word because of my uh, Catholic upbringing. So mm-hmm. come to a place that you think of as Sin City. And that's why I said Sin City Witches, because I wanted people, like, you know, say it loud and proud. We're from Sin City, and, you know, Las Vegas is supposed to be, it, to me, it was like kind of um, almost like an in-your-face thing when I named the group, because I was just like, you guys are are completely closed off. This is not a fun place, and people are afraid. And I did find out later that it's a right, you know, a right-to-work state. Which, what does that mean? So I guess apparently you can get fired for any reason, and you know they don't they don't have to they don't have to tell you why they can just fire you or whatever. And I think there's a lot of people who work in the casinos because it is such a um, conservative place that they were afraid to say that they're witches, afraid to say that they're paying you know, a lot of people work in the casinos or in industries where there's a lot of uh, religious people in this town that run things, which you would never realize that, but it's the truth. So a lot of people were afraid, and I felt really happy that I was able to empower people because the word witchcraft, the word witch to me is, is empowering. It, it means that I'm in control of my life that I am sovereign over my existence, that I'm able to not be a victim of circumstance, but I am actually working it with the energy around me to create my reality. Not that bad things aren't going to happen, but I know how to deal with it better. I can handle it better because I realize that I can shift and alter that energy and, and create it into something different. You can, you know, be an energy alchemist. You can take the negative and spin it into positive. And, To me, that is a beautiful thing. And how anybody who can equate that to something negative, I don't understand. And I do get that there's a lot of, you know, media. I mean, I lived through the satanic panic, you know. Uh, You know, and I know that people, you know, had a lot of correlation between witchcraft and Satanism and, you know. And there's still a lot of misinformation out there. It's kind of crazy, to to be honest. But, um, yeah, which, which is an empowering word to me. It's something powerful. It's something strong. It's something that, you know, gives yeah. you choices. You I, know?
1: Agree with, I can't agree with you more.
0: And talking about taking
1: control of your world and kind of building the energy, um, I know that you're working I – just today, I'm today years old, as they make is the new uh, meme out there. They found out that you're involved with, these, with a completely different city, uh, Seattle Psychic Association, which, you know, For those who know who that is, it's it's very interesting.
2: Uh, Our good friends out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am. I love Bella and Namir, and uh, and they had, you know, they had this project with their, um, they were building this psychic association, and I had Mm -hmm. some technological skill that I um, offered, you know, to them to be able to build something where they could have their, you know, their psychics on there in a directory, right. And be able to kind of promote it. And uh, honestly, what they're doing is they've got a lot of, you know, team building and tools to help like everybody work together and promote their psychic services online. And they do little events uh, online. And I'm sure they were doing them offline because I'm only involved since the pandemic. I mean, when the pandemic mm-hmm. happened, I got involved with so many say, I can't even tell you, I went a little bit cuckoo and I just, I was, like, involved with so many different things, and that was one of them. And that's one of the ones that stuck. And I'm so happy because I love, I love them so much. And, I, you know, and if anybody is looking for a reading, please go there. Or if you are a reader, you don't have to live in Seattle, you can join. And I'm going to tell you, Namir will help you um, really build your business. And, they, you know, they have events. They have different tools and activities they do to help really build your psychic business up. So if you're interested in becoming part of that, please see them either on Facebook or on the website if you're out there yeah. listening and you do readings. And as you know, Bella and,
1: uh, and all, of the, uh, all of the people out there in Seattle, ATCA land, are, are, are great friends of ours. And I, we always love to promote all ourselves. And, and that's something that's very important. Um, so so the, the other thing that happens, I remember you started a group called World of the Witch, Witches of the World, talking about taking control of your world. And I remember, you know, you had a couple thousand people. You were doing pretty well. Um, can you talk a little bit about, before we get into what, what's happened there, I think it's one of the great stories of, I think, maybe the pandemic. You were, you were there before that, but can you talk about that?
0: Sure. Okay. So, you know, I had mentioned I started doing a bunch of different things during the pandemic, and one of them was this idea of, um, you know, I had done Sin City Witches so effectively. What about something bigger? You know, so I had uh, created a page called Witches of the World. And attached to, you know, your pages on Facebook, you can add a group, right? So I added a group, Witches of the World group, and there's a marketplace group that's attached to it. And I kind of just let it sit there for a minute. You know, it just kind of sat there. um, And, you know, I, I didn't do much with it. And then actually last April I was going through all of the different um, pages and groups and, like, what looked like it was worthwhile and what looked like maybe I needed to, you know, kind of close it down because I, I put too much on my plate, as usual, way too much on my plate. And um, and which is the World, though, I'm like, this really has some potential to do something. And I said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I, I, I went to the group, and I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of people here. I'm like, we're really not even posting. I just started posting a little bit, and then – Facebook had uh, put some notice on the on the group, and they said, you know, we're looking for people to test out our new pages experience. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything with it, and it's a public page, I mean, a public group, sorry, it's a group, not a page, right? It's a public group, let me try to, you know, I'll try out their new platform, you know? I said, what the heck, I'll give it a shot, and I'll, you know, I'll test it since I'm not doing much, it's not one of my more active groups, and if it's a... You know, if it's terrible, it won't be a big deal, uh, you know, because you never know with Facebook, right? So mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, let me try it out. So, uh, you know, I turned it into the public page, and then, you know, I just started posting a little bit, and all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, uh, I just started getting people coming in. And I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, this is really rapid growth here. And then before I knew it, there was 5,000 people on the page and I'm like, I need moderators. This is crazy. Um, So I got um, a few people that I trust on there to moderate because it was too much, you know, that it's, it's a lot of time. You figure 5,000 people is a lot of people. Right. So I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, all right, let me, you know, well, we'll get some moderators on there. And then all of a sudden we, we've been growing now like 30,000 people a week. And I'm going to tell you something. I mean, I do marketing. I, I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I have no idea how this got this big. All all I know is that all of a sudden we just we, we just had this influx of people, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, how much uh, there's people really looking for these types of groups out there. And I guess because I was so localized with which Witches, I hadn't realized in the world how many people were really looking for information, or looking for connections, or looking for a group to be part of. And I think the fact that it's a public group probably doesn't hurt, you know. <laughs> so as we're going through, I realized, you know, which is the world, and because I do, you know, I do web development and, and internet marketing, I said, how did I not buy the domain name for this? Because that's the first thing I do when I brand anything. You know, I get of all course. of the social media handles. I get the domain names. This is what you know. This is one-on-one stuff when it comes to you know internet marketing. You get the and Gmail stack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get everything, right? So, but I hadn't mm-hmm. because honestly, I'd had the, I'd had the group for two years. I didn't even think that anything was going to happen. I literally didn't think anything was going to happen with it. Um, So then I went to go buy the domain name in, like, in June, and somebody had gotten it, like, the month before in August. Mm -hmm. I mean, in September, and somebody had gotten it the month. Somebody must have realized, wow, this group is getting big and got it. And I said, okay, time to regroup. You can't have this group and not have a domain name with it. So I came up with the idea of the rebrand, which, you know, which happened, what, last month. Um, And then along with that, I said, you know, these are a lot of people. But unfortunately, when you've got a public group, there are a lot of people who spamming the group. There's a lot of people who are not, um, I'm going to say this. I don't want to say they're not witches, but I think that they are associating the witchcraft that I was thinking of with a lot of different spirituality, which is the way the world is now. And that's, I mean, like, I don't have a problem with that at all. But I was like, we need some place for people who are maybe wanting to look at, you know, witchcraft from a more traditional lens, you know, a, a different place for them to go where there won't be any spam. There won't be, um, there won't be any of the trolls that are there, uh, that they'll have a place that will give away some free classes, will give away, you know, will post legitimate valid information you know what I'm saying because some of the stuff that is out there I'm sure you've seen it Ed is crazy <laughs> there's some crazy stuff that gets posted on the internet that I, you know and I feel like it's misinformation um, and uh, a place where there's almost the same thing as having Facebook but in a private setting right you can where mm-hmm. and so I, I launched uh, iwitches. dot That was the new rebrand. I, I I was like, what's something that's universal? Because I was thinking, I was coming up with all these names and they were so long. And I'm like, I need something that's short and memorable. And I don't even know how Iwitches was even available. So it must have been. I, nice you do, to I be. tell you true? I'm <laughs> yeah, always amazed I, I'm at what's
2: available.
0: Uh, yeah. I've been well, people... I, I tried to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're the guest, please. Yeah, I know, but I want to know what you have to say too. I don't want to, you know. Oh, I, I'm I, It's hard so on I've, this platform, you
1: know. Yeah, no, this is always the way it is. It's, it's conversation, and I do really do enjoy conversations. I think one of the reasons I like to do podcasting, which I've done. Well, I've did radio, but I've, I've done this format because I think it takes a little pressure off of having me look look right people just have this great idea of the conversation. No, I'm telling people right now, You buy. You, people should be buying .city and .world right now. If you really are looking to invest in your future, right, I own Pagan World, I own Corellian City, I own Timeless City, uh, investment in names. But I, like you said, I, I'm always surprised at how many witch names, pagan names, are available. Um, I own quite a few myself, but people don't realize that there really are still available out there. It's tough, but eye witches you're that's that's a great find because you know in the days uh early days of the internet the eye in front of anything was supposed to be like changed it we're going through the metaverse now but but early i was like ipad you know things like that i mean i yeah, in front of something absolutely it was like, so you're so so your look as you would call it your magical energy and this really ties into mm-hmm. what you said earlier that you feel like you're empowered as a witch and that you control your world so the world gave you back exactly what you asked for, the very best, and gave you a really solid name, iWitches.com. Check it out, folks. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's in pre-launch right now, um, we, you know, mm-hmm. but we are planning some really great things for it. And if you are somebody who has uh, knowledge to share with the mm-hmm. community and you want to be part of this, I'm definitely looking for people um, who want to post classes or information or do live videos on there. Um, we absolutely would love to have you on there. So just reach out, um, you know, Marissa Diaradia on Facebook. You can message me or you can go to iWitches and, you know, and message me through there. Um, and if you want to be a member and you're looking for a safe community, I would love to have you in as one of the founding witches. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're working on everything and we should be ready for a full launch in about two weeks. And all of the features are there. I just want to make sure everybody is, you know, I'd like some feedback from everybody on things you'd like to see added. Um, It's a great platform, and we're going to actually be – we do have an app now, but it will be um, an all-inclusive labeled app in the App Store uh, early next year. So Mm -hmm. you'll be able to find that on Apple. And and I'm hoping to build something where – there's a real open, honest exchange without all of the, um, you know, there's a lot of nastiness I notice sometimes. I don't understand why people get so angry at other people's opinions. I mean, I I don't get it. Like, I mean, I understand not liking it or not wanting it, but I mean, like, real nasty stuff sometimes. It's hard to moderate the the public page on Facebook for sure. So this is going to be a much happier, safer place. And if you're a newer witch, you're going to find information that's going to help you be able to really explore where you belong and and what you're looking for. And I Hmm. think, you know, information is always key, valid information and education because, you know, you want to, there's a a lot of natural energy in the universe, but you want to be able to tap into that energy safely and effectively. And being able to do that um, in a safe space, I think is super important.
1: I think there's a whole conversation around the idea of the anger that's out in the world. And the truth is is that um, people get – people say you attract more flies with honey. But the truth is the vinegar in the world makes people – anger motivates people more than anything else. It just does. And we're we're in a place in our society where anger – People are angry and they don't know how to express it, and so they express it in all sorts of ways. I mean, the truth is, the, the witch community, the pagan community as a whole, has always been a very angry place. And you find really rare souls like yourself, who really can build, um, who can build positive things. Um, but overall, it's always been a very angry place. It's been a very there's a, why there's a term called witch wars. And and the idea of creating safe space for it, creating this sort of idea of an app, and you know, and creating this sort of paid-for community, and this um, community where people can actually be safe is a great thing. Um, because when left to their druthers, I think that there's a lot of so people don't understand one. So what I think you you help with very strongly is the one thing that we do. The pagan community, and I learned this on the trip more than I learned it anywhere else, again, is that we're a trauma-processing community, meaning in a lot of religious groups, I'm not going to throw stones. I'm not throwing stones, but they want you to confront your sin, ask for forgiveness, come to your faults, and instead of dealing with them, doing something we call shadow work, they say, oh, no, you just ask for forgiveness and ignore it. When you have to take responsibility for your actions, when you find your flaws, your energies that say, this is what's not helping me, we say, no, you have to process it. You have to get through it. You have to be, you know, go through your trauma.
0: You have to face it. it. You need to look at it. Look at your demons. Nobody is – we are all shadow mm-hmm. and light. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's the truth. And, and the law of polarity um, – Is an important lesson, I think, that people have to realize that you you have to deal with that darkness. You have to deal with that light in yourself. And that darkness is made up of things that a lot of times, you know, has caused caused you pain, caused you trauma, caused you something. And being able to overcome that, uh, just hiding it and stuffing it away is not going to solve anything. You're not Mm going to get any better. You're not going to get any stronger. You're not going to go any further in your life. Because you're mm-hmm. always going to be weighted down by that negativity. As a witch, you can look at it, you can accept it, you can embrace it, and you can heal that part of yourself. And then as you're able to do that, you know, and it's not easy. I know I'm saying it like all cavalier, like, yeah, just heal yourself, deal with your demons. It's not that easy. It's hard. And you have to really want it. You have to really want to do it, you know. And, and, I, I, and I get it. And that anger That anger, I think a lot of it translates from um, feeling disempowered in your life. I think people are angry. They They can't get ahead. They don't understand why they keep falling into these same patterns of behavior or these same things keep happening to them over and over again because they don't realize that they're the ones that are creating this situation because they're putting themselves in situations over and over again that are repeating the same cycle. Having that self awareness and that enlightenment you're able to see that you don't have to keep doing the same thing you don 't have to keep inviting the same types of people into your life that you can change that you are not you don 't have to associate with those people you don't you don 't have to be um, you know manipulated you don 't have to be abused you don 't have to be a victim you can be victorious you can be a survivor you can be somebody who can accomplish many many things that because of the cycle they're in they don't see that they can. I don't know. Sorry.
2: No, That's I got something agree with that you
0: more. It, it gets to me. Yeah, it gets to me because I feel like I want to help people so much, and I feel like get out of their own way a lot of times. You know. Uh, it,
1: so I learned a long time ago when drowning people refuse help, don't get yourself drowned yourself. Um. The number one death of lifesavers, you know, lifeguards around the world is saving victims. And people say, "Well, how's that possible?" Know, oh yeah, the number one thing that the number one we lose about ten lifeguards around the world due to the fact that when they go to save people, they get so frantic that they drown the lifeguard in the process. It's a when I first heard that, that's like a real that's a real moral story for me because the lifeguard won't quit and they get hit, they get knocked out. They get pushed under. Oh, yeah, about 10 lifeguards a year lose their lives trying to save people. Not because of the weather, not because of the riptide, but because the person they're trying to save drowns them. It's um, it's a little bit like the uh, the frog and the uh, scorpion tail. Um, yeah. Everybody knows that the tail, you know, the, frog, the scorpion wants to cross the river, and the frog says, I can get you across, but you're going to sting me halfway, and you're going to kill me. And the scorpion goes, oh, no, 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 I won't, I won't, I won't. They get across, and then... As the frog gets back to the other story, he gets somebody of the scorpion and says, why did you do that? Well, you knew my nature. you got to be – you know, so sometimes you can't save everybody. But when those people do want to be saved – now, for all the 10 people that have drowned, they said, oh, they save hundreds of thousands of lives a year you know, from drowning. So it's really hard sometimes to understand. You're taking a risk when it, but it's usually worth it. But every once in a while, no.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no yeah uh, i've run into that situation
0: so, doesn't work out
1: <laughs> yeah and so you so you've done that so you've brought in sin city witches you're helping out with all this internet material and and the pandemic covid process really probably accelerated that for you obviously you're now working on i witches which you're in the pre-launch and like i said i joined the group i remember it. i joined it at about four or five thousand so i was there you know um a while ago but then I'm in a lot of these groups because that's my job because I really want to pay attention. Yeah. You guys were – and I remember it was a pretty average not, – not against it. It was a pretty average group back then. And, you know, I had some yeah. questions. People asking me for the spells. All, you get sick of them. What does my word tell you? had the usual sorts of things. Yeah. And then it started – it really sharpened up. When you got the moderators, it really sharpened, sharpened up. Um, I remember when you invited the moderators. I'm like, should I be – no, I don't have – you know, I'm not – i I'm a terrible moderator. I'm, I'm vicious. I cut people. Around. It's really
0: hard to, it's really honestly so difficult because they're, when you're dealing with, like, this group of this size, I think we had 1.9 million uh, views, comments, and posts, according to the Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. in the last 30 days. Yeah. That's people. I'm like... I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I need to like hire a team of people to deal with this Facebook group, and and the people get so angry. You know, I don't get paid for the face. I don't get paid to have a Facebook group. Like, they're not. I don't know what they think. Like, I mean, I'm doing it because I want to do it. But they're like, kind of like, you know, do your job, admin. I'm like, really? Do you see how many people are here? I'm doing my best. I have to take days off where I don't even look at it because it makes me crazy. You know, I'm, you know, I get my OCD triggers, right? And I'm like, you know, I'm going through and I'm like, this is insane. There's a lot of people. I'm, do- I'm doing my best. Anybody who's listening from iWitches group, I am doing my best. It's very hard. And if anybody wants to volunteer to be a moderator mm-hmm. to help out, that would be wonderful because we can use all the help we can get. There are, I think there were 219,000 people in the group. You know, and you have to be yes. somebody who's okay with the fact that there are people who are calling themselves Christian witches. Okay. You don't have to agree with that. But guess what? They exist. And this is supposed oh, to be yeah. an inclusive community. So we're not going to yell at them about that. There are people who are wicked. What is with all the wicked hate? I don't understand it. Oh, I, I don't get that. it. But it's, listen, you know what? I, I I don't. I don't get it. Why do you, why do you understand, tell me, because I don't know. I don't, I so, don't
1: get it. And, and so it's, so there's a battle inside. So there's always, so people don't understand one thing about the world. We rate ourselves in two ways. And, and one of the ways we rate ourselves is how we stand with our families. Believe it or not, that is the number one energy you have. Either you're the good guy, you're the family patriarch, you're a matriarch, you're a good member, or you're black sheep. It doesn't matter. It forms your personality, how you're seen.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, as of this moment, you have 216,412 members. That's a pretty big group. Okay. Um, but the other thing that we have is this thing called status. And status exists in the world. To say where you stand, because if we don 't know where we stand, a human being is often lost, so we 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 like our statuses, meaning i 'm a good person or i 'm a bad person it doesn 't really matter like i'm i'm the best criminal there is or i'm the best hero there is it doesn't really matter what that status is. You need to compare yourself, and our brains are wired for this today there's a big argument going on there is a huge argument going on, and it's being led by people who are involved in the community. At the Parliament of World Religions, there's a split in the pagan community there. And, the, and I'm going say it with Oberon Zell, where he talks about all these pagans. And in that process, Wicca, it's always been pagan and witches. People don't remember this. It's never been the pagan community. Oftentimes it's pagan and witches. we've been seen as a, a combined force. Well, the truth is Wicca is an identifiable religion. And the United States government in various departments recognize Wicca as a religion where they can't recognize pagan because pagan is an umbrella right. term so everybody who's trying right. to say and we represent at least 50 percent. i am in charge i'm involved i'm on the board of directors that everybody knows the largest wiccan tradition in the world right now and it, it, thanks to the internet it's very similar story that you have but you've done you know, an amazing job and what happens is is that if you're not a wiccan People know that more than anything else. So a lot of pagans who are really hurt or damaged or, or people who want to create this identity and status for them, oh, you're a Wiccan. No, I'm not a Wiccan. So they get mad at Wiccans for being successful. It's the same as your favorite rock band that was performing down at that bar, and they did it year after year, month after month, week after week, right? And they were like, you're the biggest fan of them. And all of a sudden, somebody else finds them and goes, oh, we're going to publish their record. And boom, they're suddenly the biggest rock star, you know, one of the biggest rock stars. They go, oh, they sold out. Hmm? Wicca feels well, like
2: you a lot
0: think of – Do you think that's what it is, Ed? I do. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. See, it's just that's just not they're... even something that had crossed my mind. I thought, because... honestly, from the arguments that I've seen, I thought this had to do with um, Gerald Gardner – and their dislike of Gerald Gardner, and their dislike of the concept of, like, organized religion. Mm-hmm, because they would, a... I, I've heard people say bad things about Gardner a lot. I've, I had to, oh. a whole thing in Sin City Witches where I had to, like, actually literally throw somebody out of my group because mm-hmm. they were, like, li- attacking the Wiccans terribly based on mm-hmm. misinformation. Anyway, oh, sure. I sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: even Gardner. So we, we don't recognize Gardner as the founder of Wicca. He was the one who founded it. Right. It, was, it existed prior to him. And actually, Gardner did not use the term Wicca. So it's really always very right. interesting. No. That's be- well, even inside Wicca, there's a battle between what we call British traditional witches and everybody else. At the Parliament of 2009, Wiccans were completely isolated and left out of the system because people felt that they were not a old world religion, that they were a new religious order. So Wiccans, because of their dominance and because of their the, the energy of how their students is hot they got them to be hated in the same way people hate and i do i think it's very much like the tv star that you really liked and they blew up and now you can't uh, relate to them it's very hard for other oh, people okay. to really relate to them and and they're still growing um at the parliament of 2018 uh wiccans separated themselves a lot of wiccans separated themselves uh, to be, rec- They were recognized as a world religion at the 2018 parliament. That was my life's work. Um, so in 2018, the Wiccans said, we will represent ourselves, and we will no longer – a lot of the Wiccans did, and we're not representing ourselves with that. And remember, the, the top Wiccan leader, Phyllis Karat, 2018, was the vice chairman of the parliament of world religions in 2015. She was the vice chairman of that. We had inside the problem religion, which is all of it, we had a Wiccan leader, Phyllis Carrat, leading the event. He was one of the chief leaders of the event. So we see this constant growth of Wicca, Selena Fox, the Pentacle Project. It's Wiccan. Wiccans, because they have a highly identifiable religious aspect to them. It fits more into the way the world works, and it's, it drives people crazy. It just does. And then, of course, they make fluffy bunnies. This is a whole show in and of itself. Uh, I've covered it before. Yeah, I, no,
0: I, no, absolutely. So so honestly, what I'm hoping with iWitches is that we can get people to see other people's traditions, other people's practices of magic, to mm-hmm. know the difference between religious witchcraft and, you know, people who practice uh, witchcraft as more of a, um, you know, an actual practice, like a, you know, an energy work kind of thing folk magic, ceremonial magic. Like, I'm hoping people can see that, you know, there's indigenous practices, there's different things, and really help people see that there are different ways that people identify as witches in 2021. And moving forward, it's only going to get more and more broad, people's idea of what that is. I do think think a lot of people, though, um, I do think a lot of people, though, kind of um, call things witchcraft that aren't witchcraft. I don't know if you've noticed that, like, they're, they're associating things with witchcraft that traditionally wouldn't be, but I'm thinking with the internet, I think that's probably something that's, you know, as it as social media grows and, and the idea of the witch becomes more and more mainstream, um, I think the word has grown.
1: I think so, and it's called, Where
0: they're, they're incorporating, like, called, people who do tarot cards, they're not just normally weren't just considered witches, right? I mean, that was a totally separate thing. But now I think to anybody who reads cards, they uh, they consider them, some of them consider themselves witches, which is weird. So, did you notice that before?
1: So for me, tarot cards and witches have always been associated, but I've also been involved some, remember I was involved with uh, the original committees that did the World Congress of Tarot, which was a broader thing. So one of the things that's happened I think and I think you benefit from this, and I think you I think you know I think you're a smart marketer. Obviously, you understand the market better than most. That the term witches has really grown as a people of magic because it's a good word. It's a simple word, and we've seen Hollywood expand this now. You know, you know I'm an actor, uh, 58 years old. I'm used to the uh, I saw. You know there was a lot of wrestling, I remember Dungeon and Dragon being part of the Satanic Panic. Today, Dungeon and Dragons is the number one of the number one games in the world. It is it is it is where the entire video game industry spawned from. Um, you know the idea of RPGs and all of that now, and today no one even thinks of it to the point where that idea of a magical world and creating these imaginary worlds was easy for us to say to witches. You know you've got television. And then it's never stopped. Today, cartoons are so full of magic. I mean literally that I think it's very easy to put a witch label on. And I think Trump uh, brought out – femi- re- returned us to the feminist aspect of witches, which is empowered women. Uh, the original Trump uh, elections because uh, you know, the rebellion is a witch. And I think there's a lot of wit- people who are using witches as the political term. So I think it's a lot of yeah, Wasn't things.
0: there a group in the 70s that, that called themselves witch, but they weren't, um, they weren't witch-like? Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. There was, there yeah. was a group that was political. Um, you know, I, I, I think this. I think we've got to find a balance between, yes, we should be, you know, proud of who we are, what we mm-hmm. are, we um, have to make sure, though, that we're not going, you know, into too far into the patriarchy and not too far into the matriarchy. There is a balance. There's a medium. There's a happy place where we can find that, you know, we can find that balance with both of those and be able to walk forward. And I think Trump mm-hmm. was terrible. I don't even want to talk about that. That was but, terrible no, no. when that all happened. No. The only reason I
1: brought, it, only reason I brought it up was for that. yeah. Let's not talk about. It. Uh, and let's yeah, do everything yeah, we can no. for the um, return of that. No, but
0: no, no, no. When, when, when people just kind of turned against each other, that's what I mean by that. So yeah, it was but, there was a,
1: but they brought back a lot of the term. It was one of the biggest expansions of the word witch, and then people found out there's a real community behind it. They started joining. Supposedly, there are like, this is one of the big rifts inside the pagan community. How many pagans are there and how many witches there are? How many Wiccans are there? And I believe there's between two and three million witches, not pagans. I think we have an appropriate number of pagans on top of that, and so it's really yeah, a lot Yeah,
0: a lot of witches now don't associate as pagans, which I found really interesting. I, a lot I'm of
1: them one, don't. Oh, no, and, and, and there's been a real question about where I stand in the community because I'm known as Ed the Pagan. I've been known as the Pagan from a media creation. Remember, media has always been right. what it was interesting, and everybody knows that story, so I won't get into it. But let me go ahead and turn this qu- conversation to one last thing. First of all, iWitches.com. Check it out. Um, if you're on Facebook, look it up, join the group. It's an interesting group. Um, you'll get plenty of information. Um, it's inspired me to start actually another younger group called Witch School for Beginners. I have an old Witch School group. You don't want to get into it because it's really insider. If you're really looking for insider information, which you know, we have those types of groups, but it's much smaller. You've done an amazing job. I must tell you, I have in this modern day, I didn't think this type of growth was possible in the community. I thought we were too scattered. And you deserve all the re- respect for getting this off. And the fact that you say you're not sure exactly how it happened shows it was your energy. But, okay, so the metaverse has come. The one thing you ta- we talked about switching of it, the arrival of the metaverse. Do you think that's going to have an impact on what you do in the future?
0: Do you, with witches and all that? Um, I got to be honest with you. The whole idea of the metaverse um, – if we're talking about uh, virtual reality, I I can't stand the idea of it. (laughs) You want the truth? I like like the fact that we have this um, huge way to connect with each other on social media, but I think that it's taken a lot away as well. I think our Mm -hmm. ability to communicate and connect as people is evolving, and that's cool. But I feel like something as um, pervasive as a, as a virtual reality where you're connected in this virtual world mm-hmm. in a more intense way than where we are now, where does that leave room for actual human connection? I mean, I even know, my, my youngest daughter's 21. She's more comfortable texting with people than she is actually speaking with people. And I think that, That's like a problem. Don't you think that's a problem? And then if we get more deeper into it, like are we going to lose our connection to our humanity in some way? I mean, I don't know. I get, you know, I I get a little extreme sometimes, but I get really nervous about it.
1: I tell people all the time, it's, it's, it's it's the putting the past on the platform. If your daughter's texting all the time, were you not? How heavy of a telephone user were you? I remember my friends, my parents accusing everybody of not being able to communicate with each other if they didn't have a phone in their hand. You know, the tailed ones.
0: Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, I know. But, I was attached to that wire my whole <laughs> my whole right? time growing up. I know. But people,
1: yeah. but people used to talk for hours on the phone. I do think, you know, I, I, I can't go against the technology because I'm a child of it. And I believe that I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for all of the technology I've used to communicate. You know, I'm an extremist. I'm, I will be honest. You know, Pagan World Project, which I'm working on, which will be another way for people to connect on a different level, a social broadcasting site. But if it weren't for things like this podcast and things like that, all of that is in the inside that space for me. Um, I'm a big I'm a big believer in cyberspace and I think it, it makes us connect more. I have friends who I'm closer to that I've never met because of the ability to communicate mind to mind. I really think that the metaverse is actual the magic that we've said we're wanted to manifest. A world of pure imagination and pure energy. Um even using like wow. auto magical. Huh? Cyberspace
0: I like being imm- around people though. I like a balance of it. I don't know. Oh, I mean, sure. I, I, like, even with Sin City Witches, it would not if, – if I didn't have my marketing skills, this would not have happened. I started it in, two, you know, 2015, and I have a wonderful group now. It's huge. We, we have, a, you know, a lot of fun together. But I don't think it would have been as, as successful had I not mm-hmm. done in-person events also. Oh,
1: I you agree know? with
0: you. The metaverse <laughs> seems consuming. <laughs> you know, It does. It's
1: just like video games and everything else. It can be. It has it. But I agree with you. Remember, I just and and you were very grateful. A few people uh, just for, for disclosure. One of the things uh, Marissa did for me was get me into the Luxor Hotel. It was like a fantastic experience. Yeah. Um. And so I obviously I had to travel across the country to meet people because I, I was missing people. So I agree with you on that. So why don't, we, wrapping, why don't we go ahead and start wrapping this up. Is there anything else you want to you know, offer to the world? You, you're offering quite a bit. Let me tell you, I'm extremely impressed with the directions you're going. I think iwitches.com is a great project. Um, at some point, I'm, I want to I tap your marketing skills because I can use some help. Um, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but, and, and if anybody else out there needs help with marketing, that's what I do. And if I've got room to – and I'd love to help you with that, too. Yeah, and so there's that.
1: Um, any, any last thoughts for people? Um, here, let me leave you with a question I ask a lot of people. And I think this is a good one. Sure. If you were to, to advise, say, the 15-year-old who exists today who wants to become involved in this world, what would you tell them? What would be the best way for them to get involved? Or any best um, advice you could give? I
0: think best advice I could give them is to find somebody – who can mentor them. Now, I'm not, you know, and somebody who's open to who they are, I would say read a lot of books and read not only the new stuff, read some of the older texts. If you really want to understand mm-hmm. anything, you have to have a full view of all of the different ways that things are done. And you have to understand that, under, that what you understand at this moment is a small fraction of what is. And that's me after 30 years in this world, you know, um, of, of in the magical world, knowing that even after 30 years, there's so much I don't know. So I would tell a kid to just realize there's, even when you learn one thing, that there's a million other things about that that you don't know. And just keep seeking. If you keep looking, the answers will come to you. <clears throat> And and that's what they need to do. And find somebody who can help them that's, that's knowledgeable and not controlling. You don't want somebody who's consuming your life. You want somebody who's helping you find your road. There you go. And I think
1: that's, that's a great place. I think that's a great place. And uh, if they want to contact you more directly, is there a way to do that other than through iWitches or is there? A...
0: Um, you can reach me. You you know you can reach me on um, my website, Sin City Witch. Mm-hmm. com, but that's really a store. So, or you can go to sincitywitch which is my personal, uh, my services I do there. You can contact me at Marissa Dioradia. My profile is public, so you can you know contact me through Messenger there, uh, at you know. So I'm I'm available. I'm available. If anybody hey, wants they- to talk, if you ever need anything, reach reach out to me. Um, and if I don't get back to you right away, I'm not ignoring you. I just get a lot of messages and a lot of calls just give me a gentle reminder and I will get back. I try, I pride myself in, in getting back to everybody. So I do my best to, you know, stay in contact with people who I feel like people are drawn to you for a reason. And I want to make sure that I respond. So yeah. anyway, thanks so much, Ed. This was fun. I've never done a live podcast like this. this well, thank you. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you. We
1: appreciate it. And I, I think you're going to hear more from the, I think there's a lot of value in where we're at. I think Sin City Witches, and I think Vegas is going to start uh, being on the mark for other people. A lot of us travel there.
0: I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. If you come to Vegas, you know, look up Sin City Witches. You're, everybody's welcome to our event. All right. And,
1: and they're live. All, right, All right. Thank you. And everybody, we're going to lead it for today with Celia. Uh, the Spirit of You by Celia is our closing song.
2: the question yet